This is The Memory Palace. I'm Nate DeMeo. And this episode is the third in a series of Civil War stories I'm doing for Slate.com. And their Slate Daily Podcast comes out once a month. So this is episode three for them. And this is episode 42? 42 for The Memory Palace. What they saw. There was no major television documentary time to coincide with the 50th anniversary of the Civil War, which is an obvious point. But indulge me for a minute. The men who fought, those who were still alive in the 19-teens, hadn't spent the five decades since the war seeing the same images and newsreel footage rolled out again and again, the way that veterans of later wars have. They had no flag being raised over Iwo Jima, or nurse being kissed in Times Square. They hadn't seen that same loop of film, the one shot from the back of the plane that shows the bombs raining down over the Vietnamese countryside, the one that's in full color and always in slow motion usually with the Rolling Stones or the Doors playing in the background. The images they had, the memories they still held, whichever ones infused their dreams, the ones that were summoned by the sight of a tintype in a frame or a flag folded up in a drawer, the images that would be triggered by a walk near woods that looked a lot like the ones they once ran through, rifle in hand, hoping like hell they wouldn't die that day. In the summer of 1913, more than 50,000 old men traveled to Gettysburg for a five-day event commemorating the 50th anniversary of the three-day battle. They posed for a lot of photographs. And in them you can see the men standing in fields, atop hills, leaning against fences. And you can imagine the conversations they had as they pointed out the physical landmarks that had anchored their visual memories for the past five decades. And you can imagine the men in their mid-70s and their early 80s Reminiscing about shared moments, each man conjuring up his own set of images that, if properly recalled, would echo the next man's. And I don't know, it must have been nice. To be nearing the end of your life and to spend a few days with so many people who shared, or very nearly shared, the same pictures and loops that had been in your head for half a century. Now we're almost done here. But I wanted to remember one particular veteran before I let you go. Thaddeus Sobieski Constantine Lowe was 80 years old at the beginning of 1913. He wouldn't live to see the summer of the Gettysburg reunion. He died in late January in his daughter's house in Pasadena, California. But if in his last days he ever found himself in a veteran's home or some other place where old soldiers sat and reminisced, he couldn't have found anyone who shared the memories of the things he saw during the war. Because there wasn't a man alive who saw those things. He could have counted the men who ever did on his fingers. There was John Wise, John LaMountain, Ezra Allen and his brother James, a few assistants, and that was it. And they were all dead. Which left Professor T.S.C. Lowe as the last man to have seen the Civil War from above. He was an aeronaut. He was a balloonist. He spent the 1850s doing what all balloonists did in the 1850s. He tried to come up with ways to fly across the Atlantic. But when war came in 1861, he offered himself and his balloons to his government. His job was to fly hundreds of feet in the air and look down. He soared over battlefields until he crash-landed behind enemy lines at Bull Run. After that, he just went up and down, rising above army camps, taking off from the middle of Chesapeake Bay, turning a coal barge into the first aircraft carrier. 
He would signal down to Union forces about enemy positions and troop movements. But he would also do that thing that we, 150 years later, have all experienced and have long since stopped being impressed by. The thing where you're in a plane taking off, or at the window of a tall building like the Space Needle, or whatever it is they call the Sears Tower these days. That thing where you look down and people look like ants, and the buildings look like tiny boxes, and the mundane becomes marvelous abstraction. And there's that moment when the thought runs through your head that those people down there in those boxes, they're not just small, they're small. And aren't we all when you really think about it? And then you reach a cloud bank and open up the Sky Mall and forget about it. T.S.C. Lowe got to do that over the Civil War, and I can't imagine he ever forgot about it. We can imagine what he saw and imagine what sorts of images he held until his death 50 years later, but we can't know how it felt to see those things. To have men down below dying and retreating and killing and risking death to save others and lying in fields hoping someone would come to them before they bled out. And to have altitude render those men as patterns in movement. To watch lines rush forward on green fields and collide and atomize as the soldiers who made up those lines fell and fled and vanished beneath smoke and fire. And to look out beyond the Virginia battlefields to the border, the line that separated two nations and caused the men below him to fight and to die. Lowe could look out to the place where that line was supposed to be and see that there was nothing there at all. 